You are now entering the Mix You podcast. No credentials required. Well, welcome back to episode 19 of the Next You podcast in the house. What? That's, it feels like hey. Delilah on the radio yeah. doing her like late night romance show. Yeah, just keep rolling though. This is awesome. <laughs> what do you want my name to be? What, you on medication today? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just high on life, Lee. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Episode 19. Yeah, we're here. Let's rock. I mean, we are sitting in big fat leather chairs, lean back. That's true. I love that our recent podcasts have enabled us to have the ability for us each to be in the same room because it's so much more fun when I can look at you guys and we can laugh about stuff that is just more fun when you're looking face-to-face. That's right. So, in addition to the three of us, we've got a guest in the room. We welcome back to the MXU land our good friend Stan Endicott. Welcome, my friend. Happy to be here. This is good. You're busily scribbling down things over there, so I think we're going to be ready for some gold here in a minute. Well, a few thoughts came to mind. We'll see how they end up. That's great. That's awesome. So, Lee, why don't you tell us why we're all together at this point in time and what we've been doing this week? Yeah, we're in uh, Orlando, Florida, and we had an MXU Live event Monday. We had the MXU Forum yesterday. And today, we had absolutely nothing. It makes you nothing. Sleep late and go eat at Denny's. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was so awesome. It was awesome. Okay, before we get into all this, let's let people know what's coming up. Our next MXU live event in Anaheim on January 23rd at Saddleback's Anaheim campus. But this one is going to be awesome. Wait for it. We have a special guest joining us. With a console. Robert Scoble, people. Boom. First, first time we've had a fourth uh, engineer join yeah. us as a guest. So he's going to spend some time basically joining the conversation and doing what we do. He'll get to help us dissect our mixes, and we'll get to dissect his, which yeah, is really I, cool. I think we've all been waiting a long time to show him a few things. Right. So this is a good opportunity to us to kind of show him about mixing. It totally is. Some theory about audio. You guys like have that. actually started to suck a bit with the feedback towards me, so I just I wanted someone. Yeah, so we can focus our mock and ridicule towards Robert. Yeah, so we're just going to deflect, deflect, deflect. Yeah, yeah. good, good. I'm, I'm ready. I like where this is headed. This is good. All right, so that's January 23rd. We're also going to go ahead and just let you put on your radar. May, May 20th. 20th. Yeah, in Chicago, joining the Philo Conference again. Can't so wait. that was our uh, that was our biggest event to date. Yeah, and we're coming back same deal. The Philo guys uh, are graciously having us back the day before, so it's going to be awesome. And then a year from now, we already know we're planning September seventeenth to be back in Orlando. So for all of you that said this was kind of bad timing, because this was kind of a late conference to have in the year yeah it's the week before thanksgiving we expect to see you all there and i have all of your emails and calls and we'll be expecting you to be participating yeah so we we're basically announcing all of our dates for all of 2019 in the u.s in the u.s right right now so you have no excuse 
book it now and guess reserve the date and we're gonna be awesome that is incredible it is awesome do we need to put up the slide on the uh is it a telemarketer answer it (laughs) put it on speaker Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Dude, hold it. Ma'am, I'm going to need to get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I am very interested, and I'm sure I'm going to want to buy something. So we'll talk right after Thanksgiving. Thank you. Oh, thank you, healthcare.gov. I love this. Speaking of Stan, Stan's going to be at all those events next year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's a lock. Yeah. I yeah, think he just lock. realized that he was going to be at all I, of them. If you saw my schedule, <laughs> well, to be honest with you, there's a couple openings. Okay. So so I might be able to make it. I'll have to check with my wife, but she's happy when I'm gone. You know? Yeah. So, Good. so is, she, is she happy she can shop when you're gone or just happy? I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it. you She's live right awesome. down the street from Anaheim. I do. I do. I live in Irvine. so. And you got grandkids down the street from Chicago. I do have that, those. That's absolutely the truth. And I'm, I'm very, very happy about it. So and then thanks. Orlando, I, I can't really tell you why you'd like to come to Orlando, but <laughs> we'd be glad to have you. Well, I'll tell you, I like Ferris wheels. Okay. And there's a real big one over there. There you go. I feel like there's Ferris wheels in every direction. There's a lot of them. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what, this Disney Park thing, it's it's taken off. There's they have a good turnout. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's whoever all I can say is they have a good turnout. That's yeah. They might so have a future. Yeah, they should keep up keep it up. I think so. I mean, you know. Everything considered, I think they're on to something. <laughs> they are. Yeah. That's Jeff, so why good. don't you tell us about our uh, MXU forum we had yesterday? Yeah, so it's the first time we've had this kind of thing. And for those of you who were there, <laughs> do we need to put up the slide that says, please silence your cell phone like we have in church? No, because I just did it. Oh, there you go. Good. <laughs> um, it was the first time we've had this collection of people in a room talking to production folks. And I think it might be the first time this collection of people has ever been in front of production folks. Right. I mean, it was great. We had a, uh, a senior pastor, a financial guy from a church, worship pastor, creative director, and the wife of a church tech director, all there to kind of give their perspective and answer questions from the production side of what we do in church and I just thought their insights and their um, the conversation and their perspective was was really rich and I yeah. mean, they gave the whole room I mean the room was buzzing with conversation and people who walked away with stuff that was really helpful so we're going to try to do that again next year uh, and you know figure out at which of our live events we'll host another forum but I think you know as a value add for the attendee and as a as a way to continue to provide stuff that's helpful as you have conversations with your teams and try to lead, um, you know, your volunteers and other staff people at your church. I, I thought it was invaluable. Stan, you were in the back of the room 
for the whole thing? What do you think about it? I think people are suspect of you guys when they go to that kind of stuff because the, you're just going to tell them a whole bunch of stuff about mix you and about how great technology is. And there are a lot of people in that room that are novice at ministry, novice at this whole thing. And one of the th uh, thought I had about it was that, that the group heard from people other than you guys that there's no there was no other venue that I can think of where they could have heard what they heard yesterday. So it was like a secret meeting. Yeah. And that you're going to hear questions here. You're not going to because these people aren't going to be together. And you had five awesome people on that on that platform. <clears throat> so uh, I guarantee you it's a it's what I would call a conversation causer. Oh, that's good. So like when that. they on on their way home, you know, um, <clears throat> I sat next to some guys that were like four guys from one church. Three of them were volunteers. Yeah, and uh, the the questions were so wonderful. And uh, but on the way home, they're all going to be they're going to be talking about it, and they're going to go home and fix some stuff because of that. Yesterday, I just thought it was great. That's cool. So we're going to try to have some of those people as guests on upcoming episodes of the podcast. We're going to ask them if they'd just come and talk to us more yep. just to see you know, if we can continue that conversation for all of our listeners. Because I think so much of that stuff is just the potential to be helpful is, is incredible. That's kind of where we get into the, uh, the coolness of what we do just as coaching the coaching component of the MXU thing. Yeah. Uh, when we were sitting there listening to some of the responses yesterday, I was just mindful of some of the phone calls and some of the video chats we've, we've been a part of. Yeah. It really felt like a live thing. coaching session. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be a, we might just make sure people know that we are gearing up for another semester. That it's a good lead into that. That's true. Jeff, why don't you tell us about, yeah. So the next semester of coaching will start in January. We'd love to get as many signups in the next couple of weeks as possible because Christmas hits and we're going to be kind of crazy, but we would like to start in January. So if you're interested in our coaching stuff, go to the website, mxu.rocks slash coaching and check it out there. You can sign up and, um, you know, be ready, ready to go when we start in January. I just wanted to share with you guys a couple of comments that I've gotten from oh, yeah. guys who have been in this semester's coaching groups just to kind of give our listeners some perspective on what they might walk away with. Right. So um, <clears throat> here's a, a statement from one guy who says, um, MXU coaching has helped me as a mixer more than any plugin, digital console, du jour, or a 450 hertz EQ cut. <laughs> the conversations I've had and relationships I've developed have encouraged and challenged me as a person. It's impacted the way I approach mixing, engage the band, and lead my team. So I thought that was that was pretty awesome. And then another guy says, uh, MXU Coaching has transformed my leadership and unlocked my heart to shepherd people to do the work of tech ministry instead of just occupying the role of a technology hero. And I thought, man, just that perspective shift to go, hey, I'm not just sitting in a chair, you know, twisting knobs and pushing faders but I'm actually shepherding people who are involved in tech ministry. I thought, man, there's a, there's a huge win. How much do you have to pay them to write that? 
I didn't pay them anything. They actually paid me to be in the group. Oh. Unbelievable. That's crazy how that <laughs> works. Awesome. Yeah. Did you just make those Christmas up? present for somebody? You know what? That's, That's great. a great idea. So if you're oh, listening, you know if, what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're a staff leader at your church or you're, you know, I mean, buy yourself the gift of MXU coaching for Christmas, but you know, bring along some team members and get everybody involved and, you know, if you've got Gosh, if you've got budget dollars left this year and you're trying to figure out how to get the same numbers for next year and you're, you know, instead of buying a new widget, why don't you invest in your people, bring them along for MXU coaching for a semester. It's only, it's only 39 bucks a month Yeah, for crying out loud. That's, let's do it. That's just a little bit more than a T-bone at Denny's. Dude, just, yeah. Actually, it's a lot more. Speaking it, of which. It's like two of, two T-bones at Denny's. How was that T-bone today? Let me tell you something. It was about three quarters of the size of the plate so it was huge but how thick was it well you could have rolled it up in a tortilla so it was, <laughs> it, was it was a little thin but let me tell you something someone sitting in this room suggested that we get a steak so i did my normal like ham and cheese omelet with like 12 pounds of ham and cheese in it you know all that and uh and so you know let's add a steak to that a side of steak you're welcome yeah thank you so for those Mr. of you who Indicott. didn't even know that Denny's sold steak. They do. The T-bone at Denny's is actually quite a surprise. Yeah. And I, I put a little bit of uh, A1 on it. Oh. You guys saw. I didn't drench it. No. I just no. drizzled it on there. And I kind of was in another. We didn't talk a lot while I was eating that. I was just like, no. I'm okay. I just need to sit here by myself and eat and enjoy. It. What would have been the right thing to do would have been... <laughs> For you to excuse yourself and go to a different booth. <laughs> With my plate. Just take your plate. Take, say, excuse me, I'll be back in about 13, 14 minutes. Just need some time, some Andrew time. But you know, the, one of the, uh, a pretty big disappointment for me in this moment is – there's two things that did not happen at the beginning of this. One is you did not open with prayer. I went ahead on my own and prayed over it. <laughs> so there it would exist. But the other thing is we didn't talk about Denny's at the beginning. So Denny's is the best place in America to go to have a conversation. And Starbucks is the worst place. So just remember that, just to you know revisit that. That's yep. right. It's the it's the truth because again everybody that goes to Starbucks loses their love for people once they walk in the room, so that's what happens. So what are the other things about Starbucks that aren't that make it a great place to not have a make it a the worst place to have a conversation? Um, well, everybody there is on an upward trajectory. Not a person in there cares about Jesus. Okay. <laughs> And so they only care about Clearly. their $7 little drink. Yeah. And you can't take kids in there with you because they'll either spill something or you don't want to spend $9 on a little drink for your On a cup of hot chocolate, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll and everybody, over. And there are people in there with computers open who are kind of looking hip, but they're looking for work. So <laughs> they're not actually working. They're, they're working well, on their resume. They're not working. You know, and uh, so, and uh, you can't, really good conversations aren't loud, mm. and you can't have a loud conversation at Starbucks. Mm. You can at Denny's because the kitchen's very noisy. Okay, I'd like to, I'd like to tell you guys why I don't like 
having a meeting at Starbucks and why I won't do it. And now all this is new. None of these, right. my my reasons are. So for uh, just sitting in the room right now, there's four of us, and one of us is a lot bigger than the other three. So now that's me. When I go into a Starbucks, all of that furniture was built for small children or, or worship leaders <laughs> little little worship leaders that weigh 104 pounds wet and i go in there and i immediately look at every chair that's presented as an option for me to be seated in and go i'm out no freaking way am i sitting in that thing because i'm gonna end up sprawled out on the floor trying to figure out what i can hold on to to get back up and with some piece of a chair stuck up in me somewhere where it doesn't make sense. You, I mean, you have to look at that when you're a man of stature. You do. The other thing is so weird to me. The other thing is so weird to me is that's the only place in town you could buy a Christmas CD. <laughs> Who uses CDs? I do. I use CDs as coasters. I have a cassette deck in my car. Yes, you nice. do. Do you still have like a, like a, CD Walkman with a tape, like a tape adapter, the cassette adapter you put in the cassette player, and it'll it'll link into your CD player. Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> of course oh. I do, dude. Okay, I haven't asked you this. In my head, I'm going to tell you what kind of car I think you drive. Come on with it. Just based on what we just talked about, right? And just don't say anything until I just get this all out. No, it's fine. I think that you drive um, a diesel, like just hold on, a Mercedes, but it's a Mercedes like from 1979, like the cool diesel ones that were really long, four-door sedan, and it's got the leather package in it, but it's that perforated leather, that really old, like the breathable leather everywhere, and he... Just freaking owns it. That's my image right now. Now, if you say you have like a '93 Malibu or something, <laughs> it's all '93 Malibu. <laughs> well, it's a little more embarrassing than that. I, now, what I said wasn't embarrassing. That makes you a total wizard. Well, that's what I'm saying. What oh, I'm going to tell you is oh, embarrassing. Sorry, <laughs> I drive a secretary's car. Really? Yeah. It's a 2002 Lexus SUV with a cassette deck <laughs> that still works, that I still listen to. Do you have tapes? I have some tapes. <clears throat> I have. What's your favorite tape right now? <sighs> my favorite tape <clears throat> is probably. A Percy Faith Christmas record. Oh, oh there yes. Who's Percy Faith? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know who Percy Faith is. Take him to school, Stan. Sounds like a Charlie Brown character. Yeah. Take him to school. <laughs> Percy Faith was one of the best orchestrators in the world. Oh. Have you ever heard of Rick Warren? Yeah. Well, that's the same. That's a, He's that famous. Really? Yeah. Percy Faith is the Rick Warren of orchestration. Right. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, it's purpose driven orchestration. Purpose driven orchestra. Right. Purpose driven yeah. orchestration. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Percy Faith and uh, Evie sings hymns. Evie. 
Okay. Evie Turnquist. Evie Turnquist. How did out. you know Turnquist? I grew up in the seventies, man. Evie Turnquist. You didn't have Evie albums? <laughs> no. Dude, if you start talking about Doug Oldham and that that whole scene, <laughs> we're off on another whole tangent. No, Evie. We man. can go come, there, but come man. on, ring those bells. Evie. This crowd may not know who she is, but I guarantee they don't. Well, well. Aside from that, the fact that they don't care is another issue. But, <laughs> but still, oh, I'm, that's like I may have to buy on, you guys an Evie Turnquist. She was on Murr Records, wasn't it? Yeah, you remember yeah, Murr Records, oh, yeah. right? <clears throat> oh, dude. Yeah. So I have some cassette. I have some cassettes that are just awesome. That is so this conversation when, isn't very inclusive. Well. It's a brave new world. Okay, lady. so what year did Evie stuff come out? Well, she's been around anyway. since the late 70s, probably, don't you think? She's still alive? Early 80s. So, Lee, you would have, <laughs> let's see. I was born in 84. That's about, you know, a good Van Halen 81, record. 80, 81, right in there, it was Peak. killing it. Yeah. It it was so the so Lee Audrey Assad of that day. So Lee peaked after Evie peaked, uh, and Evie is currently sixty two years old. Oh, born March twenty ninth, nineteen fifty six. There you go. Doesn't say like where, to be a guest what she's doing now. <clears throat> Doesn't say what she's doing now, but she was uh, introduced into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame in February of two thousand five. And was one of the inaugural inductees to the Christian Music Hall of Fame. All right. But her songs wow, in the 80s, such fantastic. as Mirror, Step Into the Sunshine, Four Foot Eleven, are kind of her popular hits. I'm only four feet 11, but I'm going to heaven, so it makes me feel 10 feet tall. I mean, that's that's the lyrics oh, that's from back good then. that's right there. Yeah. That's good. That's that's totally gold. anointed. That'll get you into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes, Joel Houston. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So good. Oh, absolutely. So there's my 2002 Lexus with 198,000 miles on it. Is Bro. it gold or champagne silver? No, it's kind of a beige thing. Okay. Okay. But you own that thing. You own it. I mean, you I own love that it, car. Don't you? Yeah. It's you, isn't it's it? Because when you go to lunch, you can actually take people with you. That's I like that. Yeah. That was a smart thing that they figured out back then. If I look at someone's car and they ask me to get in it to go somewhere, that's why I always drive because I have a huge truck. If I look at someone's car and it basically is, in essence, me sitting cross-legged on the pavement because it's so low, <laughs> I will not get in it. You know what's, really, you know what's really fun about traveling with you? Going to Sweden. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Bro. That car. Where every every single car and vehicle they have there is about the size of this Aquafina water bottle. <laughs> Do you remember the first the hotel we were in the first few days we were there and the showers in those rooms? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we the shower about this. was yeah. yeah. That's how their entire culture it's it's almost as bad as going to Japan for me. Like, I just walk around and go, well, the only place I can actually go is outside. <laughs> yeah, Japan is not a place for large people. No. 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 Not at all. 
Uh, so uh, we got some sound complaints to share oh, with Stan, bro. Stan, you remember these? These awesome must. These are the ones that uh, our awesome listeners and yeah. followers have sent in to us. This is a segment oh, we like to call like "Turn Down for Makes You." Yeah, these are awesome. So we've got we've got three kind of short ones this time. Um, yeah, this one is really great. So this is this was written on two. Well, let's see. They sent it to you. This is one of them. So this thing is awesome. This is written. It's just awesome. So Stan, I want to get your reaction to this. So if you're the audio guy and you receive this envelope, it's kind of a crinkled up envelope. Not like it was wadded up, but like it was written and like clenched in fist until it got delivered. That's what it looks like. The little, it's a picture. And it just says in cursive, like proper cursive. So that probably denotes the age range of who wrote it. You got to respect good penmanship, though. You do. You absolutely do. I read this exactly the way it's written. Why not make drums louder? Sounds great. Can't hear nothing else, you jerk. (laughs) (laughs) You jerk. Can't hear nothing else. That's it. So, what's your reaction to that? You get done doing a service and I, read this. I would love to to know this person, and like I would like it very much if they invited me to their house for Thanksgiving. Can you imagine having Thanksgiving dinner with that person? It's probably a, just a joyful thing, but. <laughs> I think that the person who said that or who wrote that is probably uh, they probably have they might have hearing aids, but they also are probably about one hundred and thirty four years old, <laughs> and they I'm pretty sure that what was the date they wrote that. Uh, doesn't say. I mean, he sent it, but I don't know when. But it's when within it. the last few months or year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah, probably yeah. have passed away. They're probably not still alive. <laughs> but it probably happened because the drums were too loud. Right. You jerk. I mean, it caused them a problem. You <laughs> right. jerk. So they sent a follow-up. <clears throat> so he sent two. These are obviously written by the same person. It's on another envelope. It's oh. the same penmanship. Repeat offenders. Yes. So same. Now, this this penmanship is a little neater, but it's the same writer. A little less angry. So maybe they weren't quite as pissed as the first one. I, again, so sarcasm in the writing, I, I I'll give a, you know, applaud to that. Here it goes. Why not crank the drums up more? Can't hear nothing else. You are keeping people away. Wake up. I know people have left over it. And over it is underlined twice. Just to put emphasis on the wrong words in the sentence. Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That tells me. I'll bet you this person is is not in a small group. <laughs> <laughs> or they have a small group. But they're definitely leading it. That they are a part of, and all of them think that the drums were too loud. I'd put them in a small group, so that that would be a blessing. They should have a small group to be able to... 
ease each other's uh, burdens with right. that. Wow. Okay, so we're going to move on to another one. Now, okay. this one, this one is printed. Someone printed this out, like on a printer, like typed it and cut it out. So it's completely anonymous. It's not on an offering envelope or anything. I have. A, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Um. So this guy sent this in, and he wrote, "This was left next to the soundboard when I stepped away for five or sh- minutes or so. Like it's the only time it wasn't at the booth, and this little." piece of paper is sitting there printed different guy different church everything but oddly similar language no need for our voices to sing or the orchestra to play anymore the bass and drums drown them out period (laughs) i mean really it's like okay you've achieved the goal no need for that anymore. no need for that anymore we We, got it bass and drums we didn't want you to participate. Now, who was it that got drowned out? The person. No need for them to sing. No need to have orchestra on stage or anything because you've drowned everything out with bass and drums. He's well, got a point. Maybe if if <laughs> the singer is not good and the orchestra is not good, maybe it, the bass and drums a, were good. Maybe it's a blessing. Maybe right. it's all he's got to work with. Right. Okay, so now this is the best one. Of these We got all these just in the last couple of days. This is the best one. Uh, this one, <laughs> someone put their comment on TripAdvisor that's attached <laughs> to the church. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what the crap? So you look up the church, and it's on TripAdvisor, and it's three of five stars, and the quote is, the sound was terrible. That's it? That's all it says? No, that's the little quote. You know, oh, you look at it. That's the headline. So I'm not gonna the church name is in here. I'm not gonna say that when I when I say this, but here's what it says. So just just put in brain frame of reference. You're on a trip or you're new to town or whatever, or you're wanting to look at the church. You know, wonder what's going on in TripAdvisor. You're going to click on it. Yeah. Three of five stars. Huh. Okay. Here's the quote. I expected decent sound. The equalization was pathetic. <laughs> Sub-bass seemed 30 dB too high. And the level overall way too high. Jesus healed the deaf, but fill in the church name, is doing its best to make people deaf. Look up industrial deafness, guys. Oh, my gosh. On TripAdvisor. On TripAdvisor. Uh, I think this one's worthy. <laughs> you, Unnecessary censorship. Think I need to read it again? Read it again. Here we go. Here we go. I expected decent... <laughs> <laughs> was pathetic <laughs> sub bass 30 db too high <laughs> and the overall level way too high <laughs> jesus healed the deaf unnamed church is doing its best to make people <laughs> <laughs> look um, up industrial de- guys <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> that's a good one that's a real good one so uh, 
those of you who are listening to this and what you, you state know, what state is the church in uh Confusion. state of crap it sounds like I'm, this is i'm guessing ohio no i can't if i say it'll give it away the state the it'll state? give it away yeah there's 50 states yeah Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hold on. I just got to roll over here and look at this. I can't see it. Yep. He's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Wow. Well, (laughs) two of my friends just go over and look at my screen. Let me write this down. Oh, okay. Jesus healed the deaf, all right. <laughs> no. 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 Shoot. Oh. Wow. Gosh. Okay. Well, that's funny. That's incredible. So yeah. I do have a question, though, about one of those. Yeah. The one about the choir and orchestra or the voices and orchestra. One of the one of the points you made in our opening to MXU on Monday right. was an encouragement to our tribe that says... If they can't hear the cello, it's not your fault. Uh-huh. So unpack that a little bit, because I think for some people who do have that tension of, hey, there's an orchestra on stage or there's whatever, and we've got bass and drums, the cello is probably not going to be there anyway. And that's the worship leader's problem or the arranger's problem, right. not necessarily the engineer. Right. Well, you can imagine a college student that's telling their parents, I get to play in the band this week. And they bring their whole family, and there's you know, you know the the Bible says two songs at the beginning at 120 beats per minute, and then a video, and then and, and then and so uh, so that white people can clap on two and four, but so so which is challenging. But the 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 the, the college student cellist comes to play in the band and afterwards they go to either Applebee's or Cracker Barrel <laughs> so I'm saying or better yet Polly's Pies and they go there for lunch <laughs> they go there for lunch and the moms and dads and the aunts and uncles are saying sweetie we were so proud of you but we could not hear you play and she's cry starts crying and walks out and, and uh, takes Uber home she's just not it's not a good day <laughs> So, but the the reason they couldn't hear her was not because of the person running the, you know, the engineer front house. The reason is is because somebody didn't realize that a cello can't overpower an electric guitar or a bass and drums and all that an acoustic instrument. You need to make space for them to hear that instrument. Okay, it's very true with acoustic guitars too, but. As long as a person is moving their hand up and down on six strings, it doesn't matter what they're playing, basically. And, you know, like... Right. It's, you know, just, it's kind of a crutch most of the time. <laughs> it just looks yeah. cool, yeah. you know. So, anyway, it's it's not a mixing problem. It's a music problem. Man, that's good. Speaking of guitars and worship leaders and crutches, I had a discussion with a worship leader friend of mine, male. Okay. And he says, the size of the guitar around the worship leader is directly related to how fat they think they are. So the bigger guitar hides their gut more. What? Wow. 
and he was being for real. Yeah, he's being straight up. So I would have to like stand there with like a cello. <laughs> So Are like, you kidding? What, what you know, like this the, was a real what conversation. Does it say about people in Hawaii that play a, a ukulele. ukulele. This big Samoan on a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't he didn't care that about they being do big. not have self esteem issues. That's that they right. don't that's care. what that says. And they can also kick your butt. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. that's that's another issue. You don't want to say anything for them. Yeah. So like the White Falcon or the <clears throat> the Gibson ES no. big hollow body guitar. That's not because they sound good. That's because. The uh, skinny they, jeans have gotten a little too skinny. They, They're trying to hide that good, gut. They had to move away. From, had to move away from the fitted t-shirts. Yeah. Kind of go with the right. Right. Target brand. The shirts have gotten smaller, tighter, and the Stratocasters have been put in the closet. <laughs> right. And the Gibsons and hollow bodies are out. Come out. Come on, guys. It's so when ch- they say when they come to you asking for budget to buy a bunch of big Gretsch hollow body guitars yeah. and stuff, it's because they've let themselves go. Yeah, and had too much it's holiday true. meals. Like, no, nope, we're not buying the Gretsch. Go to CrossFit. Right. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, four hundred dollar Mexican Stratocaster is all you need, <laughs> <laughs> and fifty burpees. Go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, all of this is true, and. Uh, <laughs> You know what's puzzling to me, and you guys are engineers, you know, you're going to know the answer to this, is why nylon guitars are seldom ever used. Yeah. It's a shame because it's, they're awesome. They're beautiful. But unless you're doing, you know, playing some kind of a burrito song. <laughs> I, I mean, like, there's not a whole. Yeah, there's lot of, a groove. There's a wonderful groove about it. But yeah. the beautiful thing, you know, Pat Metheny playing nylon guitar. Oh yeah, is, is yeah. one of the most beautiful things in the world. But nobody ever thinks to use those. Am I supposed to ask who that is? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's holy, a, it's a male. Pat holy Metheny. crap! Okay. <laughs> Pat Metheny group. If you said that to one your to the worship leader at your church, and I wouldn't admit that to him. Um, okay, hold it. They're t- like 28 years old. Yeah, but if you talked, if you started I'm to talking talk to about the one Lincoln, I'm talking about Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. Oh, but there's some other things he hasn't told Lincoln either. So I think he's just made a culture of That's lying. That's true. To the him. last podcast episode, we revealed that Lincoln makes Spinal Tap jokes around me all the time. Right. And I've pretended for nine years that I have seen that movie, and I laugh at the jokes. I'm like, yeah, that's that part, and they get lost backstage. I'm like, gosh. And I've never seen it. Does he know you haven't seen it? Nope. Not to this day. Nope. He obviously he doesn't not listen to his podcast. This is fantastic. I know. I'm going to keep it going. Well, actually, Stone wants to watch it with me. I made him promise that it, when he watches it, I get to be there. We need to have a MXU like, Spinal Tap watch party. And record it and yeah. do that as a podcast episode. Oh, like Mystery Science Theater? Holy yes. crap. There you go, Jeff. That'd be good. Followed up by Waiting for Guffman. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Absolutely. I haven't seen that either. Oh, oh crap. Come on. He whiz. You need to rededicate <laughs> your life. Our entire company's in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay. an older movie, too? No. But it's the same... You just need Same to look guys. up Christopher okay. Guest, and Christopher anything Guest. he's done, you just need to go watch okay. it. You're not going to, but you should. Awesome. When you come to Anaheim, you guys come to my house, 
We will watch the following three movies. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> Waiting for Guffman. Yep. Best in Show. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Never seen that either. And <clears throat> three episodes of Mountain Men. Now you're talking. Mountain Men is the best show on television. I don't know that I've seen it. When in when you come in January, we're going to watch Mountain Men. Okay, we'll, I'm in. Will Connie make food? Connie will cook. It'll be so great. Oh man, I'm so excited! She'll, right now. she'll make her, the best. Her best is like she made beef stroganoff. You oh, didn't. God. You name it. You should. You she know, do her, a good meatloaf. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. Stone likes meatloaf too. Oh, meatloaf is awesome. Meatloaf the second day that's been in the refrigerator with the oh, ketchup ketchup on yes. it, oh, and yeah. then with a cold glass of milk. <laughs> if, you know, there, Jesus may come back that day if we do that. I think we're in. You have no idea how much we're in. So speaking yeah. of Connie's cooking, yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. your favorite day of the year. Yeah, it is. Tell us about the menu for Thanksgiving at your house. <laughs> well, just Google it, and there it is. <laughs> because if you, it's her menu is on Wikipedia. It's like Connie's cooking. It's like traditional trimmings, all the whole deal. Turkey, yeah. I mean, you know, some people like go hip and do a duck, or you know, yeah, you know, that's some crap. kind of some kind of elk or some kind of crap. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got to have turkey and dressing, of course, and heavy on the dressing. Lots of dressing, the best gravy on top of that in the whole world. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. What's for dessert? Put an S on that. What What yeah. are her desserts? Desserts is dessert. You kind of have to. Pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just it's just perfect. And the just, other thing that's great is it looks like it, it looks like it's a movie. Like out of Good Housekeeping magazine? No, that's too. Good Housekeeping is not real. This is real. Like. This is the way Thanksgiving is supposed to look. I like Christmas it. vacation. Yeah. So is yeah. the turkey look like it was in a like a tanning bed? It's so perfectly brown. Well, we we don't cut the turkey at the table. That would be that's not so good. No. And I I'm the one that cuts the turkey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when my son is there, and or any of our kids are there. And they even act like they want to do that. I say, <laughs> my house. Step aside, Junior. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> because there's a certain science to it, and I'm very good at it. I love it. I cannot wait to eat wanna. at your house. So when you come I in know. January, we'll have I'll have Connie make dinner, and we will watch. First, here's what we'll do. We'll do an episode of Mountain Men. Then we'll do Best in Show, second episode of Mountain Men. Then we'll watch Waiting for Government, and then we'll finish it off with an altar call and the third, the third Mountain Men episode. Those are only half hour too. So that's we, great. Total, we're looking at only about six hours of watching. Lee, I mean, love it. Lee might find Jesus that day. From all this, <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, he texted me the last time I was watching it, and. And uh, not Lee, but Jesus. Yeah. And uh, and he said, this is a good thing. <laughs> but we oh, yeah. love Thanksgiving. And, you know, it, 
there's not a bunch of presents and stuff you have to take to the trash can and stuff. It's just yeah. Right. Yeah. It's and, just food. And, and there's football, you know. It's great. Yeah. Love it. It's just I hate how the stores skip over Thanksgiving. Oh. Christmas stuff's been out since before Halloween and it, it just it Liz and I just get so frustrated. It's like, what about Thanksgiving? It's oh, such I a great holiday. And everybody just passes over it. And you know, I, I'm I'm a grandpa and so they look to me to do the prayer. Yeah. My kids and my grandkids don't give a rip. I come up, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for, you know, this. I practically scripted out, and if there were music behind it, people would be in tears. Beautiful prayer. And my son has trained his little boy that as soon as I start praying, his little four-year-old boy says amen. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I start praying. Let's eat, Papa Dude. Yeah, I'd put that kid in some kind of a, yeah. (laughs) So how do you feel about the people that have already put up their Christmas trees? Like like the day after Halloween. Huh? (laughs) Or even the night of Halloween. Those people. Those people all have haughty spirits. Haughty. <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face. Yeah. That's awesome. They all have haughty spirits. And you know what the Bible says about haughty spirits. I do know what it says oh. about it. And they're they gonna... are full of themselves, and they're just trying to bring attention to themselves. They don't care about the baby Jesus. That's like virtue signaling without Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> so good. Exactly. Yeah, there's no call for it. And... Uh, I'm all about artificial trees. I'm all about that. Um, you just need them. And I last year I started hiring people to put up my Christmas lights. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't get on a ladder because I don't want to be driving the van with my teeth the rest of my life. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My wife hangs our Christmas lights because I won't get on the ladder. Well, <laughs> dude, she totally built that pergola you've got out there, too, that whole thing. Yeah, out near the grotto. Yeah. Yeah, she did. <clears throat> yeah, I don't do Christmas lights anymore. I just don't do them. That's oh. so awesome. So what are the bombs you have for us today? Well, can I say something about the mix you thing yeah oh yeah Please. about that on monday this is my yeah the yeah the day when everybody was there and watching uh the first time i would went to the the first mix you thing in chicago i was uh there for a little bit and i was kind of in and out and uh some friends were there and I would in and out like you fell asleep no I would like I didn't want to sit there all day or even for an hour I was I was yeah. probably saw maybe 45 minutes of it and uh second time I'm kind of the same thing but this time I sat there all day and uh <clears throat> the, these are my thoughts first of all the the gear it's just dang impressive to walk into that hmm. you know it, it, the gear is like Somebody is taking this pretty seriously. So whatever amount of money you're charging for this, that alone is so impressive. I get, I'm spending, how much does it cost? It's 100 bucks. $100. Oh, my gosh. Then I wouldn't have that, that good a gear if I'd known you were only charged that much. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what it felt like. <clears throat> it reminded me 
of a football, a fantasy football draft. That's what the room felt like. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And it reminded me of a group of airline pilots going, working simulators. I just thought these people are into this. Have you ever seen like, like an airline pilot working, you know, being in a look, running a simulator? It's the coolest thing. The people saw themselves in the room. There were people they could, they didn't know. Those people didn't know that there were actually other people like them around in the world. And so that was so encouraging. And I think that everybody in the room could easily work at Best Buy. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them probably need to. Well, and some of them may. Some of them might, Those are the kind of people that when I walk into Best Buy and I want to buy something, and, and I go... I want you to tell me which TV to buy. I want you to tell me everything I need to know because yeah. I want to walk out of here with something. And all of those people could work at Best Buy. The, and the technology thing in that room was, was incredible. And I learned a whole lot. I thought it was a very, very great thing. So somebody needs to invite a whole bunch more people to come to these things because it's, it, was, it was worth 100 bucks. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm curious. Like, what is something you learned? You're a musician. Yep. Huh. I learned that there were two. I didn't think that in church that people would really care to have two mics on a kick drum. Yeah. The high part and the and, you know the the high mm-hmm. end and and the low side of the kick drum. Yeah. I that was amazing to me. Mm. <laughs> um. I I knew that in the studio, but in church, people go that much trouble. I thought that was very cool. Uh, is that cool because we care that much, or is it like is it's that... cool because it made such a difference? Okay. Do you feel like that's excess? No. Okay. Unless you know excess, you'll never know and understand normal. Oh. Mm. <laughs> wow, that's solid gold. So that's the reason you life. don't. <clears throat> that's the reason you don't want a paramedic doing brain surgery on you. Whoa! <laughs> oh, crap! That's good because they haven't they haven't gone deep enough to do brain surgery. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm always like, I need a being moment. in church. I, it, I feel like it's a good attitude to have, but like to stay away from excess. Oh, but. I feel like sometimes I run away from it for the wrong reasons or, or maybe I've, I'm not, I'm too far on the other side. I'm like, no, I can make things better. People happier systems better. Okay. Let me tell you this. This is what I observed. The people that were there for the most part, are on a level on a scale of one to ten. If excess is a twelve, yeah. On a scale of one to ten, if excess is a twelve, most of the people in that room were somewhere between a two and a three. Yeah. This weekend, because you cared enough about excess, their normal that's been in a two and three will be between a four and a six this weekend because of your excess. Wow. Hmm. That's a good word. I'll that receive is that. Really good. I will too. It's it's true, and once you see something of great quality, it changes the way that you approach the next thing that you do. 
And that's what that's what happened. Yeah. Like you got huge trust in that room after after 15 minutes. And um <clears throat> So that's a couple of takeaways. Well, and that's why we started doing this in the first place. Because if, if the three of us, you know, I'm not going to say that we're 12s, but if the three of us are 8s and 9s most of the time in terms of that scale of 1 to 10 of, of, of delivering a great product, it's hard, it's hard for an 8 or a 9 to become a 10 without being around other 9s and 10s. And right. so, you know, you got to that's that's why we started this conversation in the first place was how do we get better? And so that's great to hear that we can then yep. use that as a way to exponentially right. Right. bring up the twos and threes, because yep. we're, we're going to a from a seven to a nine. They're going from a two to a six. Right. That's awesome. OK, Absolutely. so this is related. <clears throat> I just got a text from one of our senior pastors and it says, are you on campus? OK, so my natural insecure self goes. What broke? No, no, actually, it's more like, oh, no, I hope he's not upset. I'm out of town. Hmm. But when you just say us doing this is going to make 100 churches better this weekend, then I have more confidence now to write him back and say, no, I'm in Orlando. Did it mix you this week? I'll be around tomorrow. But it's not 100, Lee. It's more like 500 because they're going to care more about the person that's on their team, volunteer included. Yeah, and they're going to care, and they're going to be excited to talk to teach that person something. So what you've created is a virus hmm. of creativity and a hunger to improve. That's good. <laughs> that's about a three pointer, there, boys. Swish, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's really good. I need to move my stuff to another table and be by myself for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Got any A1? Yes. I don't need it. Don't Wouldn't need that be it. great, though? You walk into a restaurant and it's a party for four, and they'd seat you, and you go, no, uh, we, yeah, we're together, but we don't want to sit together. So can you put us all we on a different table? need four tables. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I am, I'm like always concerned, like, if I'm spending some of my time, that's church time, helping other churches like thankfully Bayside thinks that's awesome and wants me to do it but still you get the like well hopefully they're not you know what I mean do you know what the the coolest moment of the day was for me what was when you got emotional up when he was mixing Lincoln's song and you, I was watching you you were sitting there you, you moved over to center center uh to uh, right in the center of the room so yep. you could really hear it well. And your eyes were closed, <clears throat> and you were moved by it. His mix was amazing. Andrew's mix was great. But the way that you care about Lincoln, I'm going, this is not just two guys on staff, or these aren't two just two pros out touring and making money. You really cared for that guy. I thought that was just awesome. That's cool. There's, yeah. There's something on the uh, on the side of that at the end of that when we we're done, and I told you thanks for letting me uh, like have my way with something you kind of yeah created. I mean, I know you didn't write the song, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like sharing a a stem that any of us recorded is kind of a okay. Now hold it. I'm the one who thought this up and right. mm -hmm. printed the mix. So what are you about to do to my stuff? Right. Oh yeah. 
and I thanked you for it because it was like, thanks for letting me into that little yeah. secret garden for a second. And I meant it because yeah, that cool. stuff, that's pretty, that's pretty personal stuff because there's a relationship between you and the one you're mixing for. You're not going to go just give tracks from all those years with Tomlin to anybody. Right. And go, yeah, go ahead, interpret it however you want. Because the interpretation of how you were doing those mixes were based on the relationship you had with the person who wrote that song. And when his guitar solo happened, mm -hmm. finally, you had something that you had to, had to make a decision about level instead of two cents and three guitars that are all washed out and just playing playing chords with too many major thirds that are just just hovering there all mid-range stuff yeah when he's when that guitar of course the boy can play yeah he didn't just get that guitar for christmas he's been at this a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when that started it 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 lit up the room when that solo happened so that's cool it was a good it was a great moment that's really cool so this is uh, kind of related. I want to get your advice on something. There's a guy um, in our coaching group who sent a private message on the, our messaging platform to us and asking for some advice on something. So he's in the Midwest, smaller church, solo tech guy, and some other churches in town have started asking him for some help, doing some training and things, and they pay him for his time. Well, his church leadership doesn't like that. He's underpaid. It's a smaller church. He's got a young family, stay-at-home mom, taking care of a bunch of little kids like under the age of five. So he's asking for advice on how to talk to leadership about him doing some stuff outside on his own time. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of going, we don't let people do that. And he's looking for advice from me and these guys, like, what would you do? And I don't really have a great answer for him now that they're like, yeah, it's just not what we do. Other than we'll go back and keep asking. I, I don't. What do you think about that whole thing? The reason that laws are made is because somebody did something terrible, and so they make a law so that that won't happen again. So the first thing that comes to my mind is a great question that he could ask in an honoring way: is Is there a is something did somebody take advantage of this years ago that would cause this to be the case today? That's good. And then for him to go to his supervisor, whether it's a, if it's a small church, it's it's probably just the pastor. But it's the worship leader first. The worship in this, okay in this he, scenario. So, okay, so he goes to the worship leader, and the worship leader is like. And I wish I could get some extra, make some extra money too. Who, you know, those guys don't make that much money right. at that level. So he has to ask the worship leader. He cannot go to anybody else in the church because you can't go around your supervisor. Right. Okay. But he can ask this question to the to the worship leader: Is is, is there a you know? Can you tell me what the reason is? And the, a great question for any staff person to ask any supervisor in any church is, how can I make more money in this organization? Mm. Which is an honoring question. It, it means you want to be there. Uh, that's a great question for anybody to ask. And the answer may be, we just, you're just not going to. And then, then you'll know. 
Yeah. You know, they're, they're maybe real strict about it. But in this guy's case, I would go after – I would go to the worship leader and and say <clears> – <throat> It, it, it can't be it's my time and church time. You can't say, well, this is only on my time. That never works. They, right. They don't care. And it's it's your brain still works both worlds at the same time. But I, I would go to the worship leader and, and ask him, I need you to help me understand why this is the case. And is there any any wiggle in this? Can you take me and talk to somebody else? And so – but – uh but I would not suggest I would I would not suggest that he do it anyway on the sly. Yeah, I would not do that. If one thing that he could do that he could do it and uh, take the money and give it to his church. Yeah, I mean to his own church. Like give the worship leaders give the worship leader a check for fifty bucks and say. This guy paid me. I know I can't receive it, but I want to con- just go ahead and contribute it to our wow. to our ministry. Now that's taking the high road, and hopefully it'll put coals of fire on that worship leader's soul. No joke. But it would wow. be it would be awesome. <laughs> well, because the point is, he should be able to do it because it's going to help the kingdom, right? And. So I, I just wonder, like, is he not allowed to do any sort of part-time job? Is it because it's for a church and they don't want that it's church jealousy, or is it because, like, right? Like, if you're because if you're going to hold that line, then that means okay. Well, then you can't do uh, plumbing for someone else on Saturday morning because we own you. That's what it says. Like. That's true. If it, and mean, then it was like, so oh, where do you I, draw the line? I mowed my neighbor's yard, and he gave me twenty dollars no, Saturday no, no. morning. We don't want you doing that. We no. want you to mow our lawn. We own you, right? That is crap. Wow. But he might take the money and give it to the worship pastor for a. Yeah, and we're not talking fifty bucks. You know, you're talking two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. That could make a real difference in a in a monthly budget for somebody for a small church. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's good advice right there. Yeah, man. Well. Three-pointer. Another three-pointer. No, <laughs> there's no charge on it. So, <laughs> you know, like. That's good. I like that. All right, Stan, you get any uh, more three-pointers on that piece of paper over there? Yeah, I have a new one. I often hear people talking about talent in the church and – 30, 40 years ago, I used to hear pastors get up and say, you know, the devil doesn't have all the talent. we got better talent in our church than, you know, the, any bar in town, you know, or any concert you go to, one of those, yeah. <clears throat> you know, TV, spe- TV yep. preacher speeches, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> but this is what I believe with all of my heart. The church and the world, and I wrote this out because I didn't want to forget one word of it. The church and the world have one thing in common, talent. The difference is, is the best quality is in the world because they have time and money to develop the talent. And my opinion is, 
If the church had an abundant surplus of resources, we would probably like it or worship it too much anyway. And chasing quality for any reason other than the sheer pleasure can distract us from the need to be broken and desperate. <laughs> that's not a three-pointer. Oh that's goodness. a grenade. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So... That's, there's multiple things there. I was with a worship leader earlier today who's so talented, and this particular church has given the, the spiel that, you know, that worship is not about performance and all that stuff. And I really believe that it pleases the Holy Spirit when we just do things because we can for no reason and so many people think that every every breath we take, every bite of food, and everything that we do, that God is in control of everything that we're, everything that we say. And my opinion is, is that it brings God joy when we have a desire to get better at something, not necessarily because we love Jesus, which we do, but because for the sheer joy that comes from people improving. And I am convinced that the, the reason that that there's 125,000 people at Disney over there, and there's only a few hundred in these in the churches, there's a lot of reasons. But my my point is this: that quality takes time. takes It really takes more time than it does money. But if we if we had the kind of quality we have to be careful that we don't worship the quality and the and the the desire for the quality. That's my point. Yeah. And I and the, there's not such thing that the the church has more talent than the world or vice versa. It's a level playing field. And I've never seen a church even a church of 50 that doesn't have extremely talented people in it. Mm. So Let's stand and sing closing song. Dude. <laughs> That's good. There's several times in this podcast I need some private time just to contemplate my future. <clears throat> wow, bro. Well, Stan, I hope you don't almost get arrested tonight like you did last night. Yeah, well, I shouldn't have tried to help that <laughs> homeless guy, but the police didn't like me trying to give him money so they made me stand over on the side of the curb like i'd just been caught with drugs or something how dare you try to help somebody <laughs> yeah you're being detained i was detained they I wouldn't think, let you leave no i couldn't leave <laughs> i think they, you were being profiled they thought i was they, well first of all they probably thought i was in his club which would have been fine <laughs> old but, white guy was probably profiling you yeah. you you were profiled i think you exactly. have a lawsuit in front of you but uh Thank you for letting me hang out with you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being a friend of mine and a friend of Slingshots and all that stuff. We yeah, of course. It. Stan, being around you makes us better. Oh, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, we mean it. I love being with you guys because uh, you seem to care about what I think, and I care a whole lot about what you think. Hmm. And when we, after we get off line here, I'll tell you, you know, about the, my gas club. I have a I have a, ga a gas club, and I'll tell you about it. 
Oh, all right, we got to sign off. Go. Yes. All right, folks, January twenty third, Anaheim with Robert Scoville, MXU Live, Saddleback, Anaheim campus. Once again, no closing prayer. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's just how we roll. I'm not even going to do it. It no, would be don't more do awkward. It. I I just did one for you. Okay. That's all right. Anything you want to know about us, you can get on our site. It's got everything: blogs, all kinds of stuff. Check it out if you haven't already. Stan, are you on Instagram or Twitter? Or- no, no. No, I'm going to be uh, when I, you know, when I grow up. But I'm for right now. Our team at Slingshot is killing me about that right now. Yeah. And when I told them how many people seem to listen to your guys' podcast, and I was on one of them, they yeah. go, they pretty well made me feel like a bad person. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hold your own, stand fast. I'm exactly. just saying. Yeah, I Do just it. don't care whose birthday's tomorrow, and I, no. that's the reason that I don't get on Facebook. Stand fast. Yeah. People want to figure out how to get a hold of you they'll figure it out they can go to slingshotgroup.org and there i have an email in there and and uh that's that's it all right or you know i give you my cell phone if you want it but but (laughs) they'll do that it's you you'd rather get on a video chat with someone anyway than (laughs) have them look at your instagram oh i mean come on yeah 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 it's good it sounds like medicine or something (laughs) Instagram. Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you next time.